Call for Action presents Of Consuming Interest, a public service show that discusses scams, deceptive offers, and other consumer concerns. Here's the director of WJLA 7 Call for Action and your host, Shirley Rooker. Small business fraud is big business for the crooks. They rip off businesses to the tune of millions of dollars a year. That's not a pretty picture when you start examining your bottom line and realize that you've lost a significant amount of money to a fraud. Well, there is some help on the on the horizon. The Federal Trade Commission is developing projects, a couple of projects to help educate small businesses. The first phase of it is going to be a project that identifies the most common frauds, not all of them probably, but the most common frauds that target small businesses. The second phase going to be developed later on is the phase that has to do with cybersecurity. So today we're going to talk about those scams, those pesky things that cost your small business a lot of money. So joining me is Rosario Mendez. She is a an attorney with the Federal Trade Commission and Specifically, she's in the uh, Division of Consumer and Business Education. Rosario, thank you so much for joining us here on Call for Action. Thank you, Shirley, for having me. It is a pleasure to share with you some common scams that affect small businesses and also what people can do to protect themselves from these scams. Yeah, that's the kind of thing that they need. As a matter of fact, Call for Action, we did our first small business uh, scam uh, brochure project in 1990. So no, there's nothing, there's new ones here, but there are also some old ones that have been giving new twists. So to me, it's a little discouraging. They're still there and they're still caking our businesses down the down the tubes sometimes because of losses. May, it can be major losses. Now I know, why don't you describe the impetus behind the project that you all are doing? Sure. The Federal Trade Commission is the nation's consumer protection agency. And as you know, we want to protect all consumers from fraud and deceptive practices. And this also includes small business owners and all business owners. Um, We know that there are scams that specifically target them. And so we want to make sure that people are aware of these scams so that they can protect their business and their bottom line. Yeah, I mean, that's a really important thing because small businesses, they're developing. Right now, particularly in the economy that we're experiencing, there are a lot of small business startups, and they are the most vulnerable, and they're often targeted. Because, unfortunately, I believe the crooks go down to see who's gotten a license to do business. And and as I can understand that, that's a public record. Who's gotten a new license to do business? They target you. Am I right about that? That's right, Shirley. That is a common scam that we see where a scammer would pretend to be from a government agency and would request that you pay immediately for some registration or for for some business license that you owe or maybe even taxes. We all have heard about the IRS tax scam, which affects consumers but also affects small business owners. 
I tell you, they're they're creative. I hate to give them credit. Um, okay, so let's let's talk about the uh, some of these scams specifically. They target all businesses. They target businesses large and small because we've heard from corporate uh, Fortune 500 companies about being targeted with fake invoices and everything, and that's been going on over the years. But now we're seeing because of the ability to use the internet, the ability to deliver scams to consumers and businesses has increased significantly. Do you feel that that is a major factor in, in, in the, that's used now against small businesses? Scammers follow the money. They are where the money is. They know that people are making transactions online. They know that people are on the Internet using email, and, and that's where they go. They are also use traditional ways to contact their target, like just making a phone call or sending a fake invoice, like you mentioned. Mm-hmm. Most of these scams, what, with scammers, what they have in common is that they pretend to be someone that you trust, someone that you know or that you, you know, would, would feel comfortable making a transaction with, like the government, for example, or a vendor. They also create a sense of urgency. They tell you that if you don't pay immediately, that something terrible is going to happen to your business. Oh, yeah. They want to, they want to scare you. And, you know, if you're a new business owner, I mean... I can understand how people can fall for these because the scammers make it look and sound like it's real. I mean, there's some of them that are a lot better than others. But you all just took action recently against a company that called itself dotauthority.com, and they were pretending to be or pretending to be affiliated with the U.S. government. Do you want to describe that one for us? Yes, sure. That is a case that uh, we recently filed charges against and, and settled with the company. We allege that they um, that they were calling trucking services, trucking companies, saying that they needed to renew some uh, some registration with the U.S. Department of Transportation or with a state government. And um, they lied about the affiliation with the government, with the local government or the federal government. They lied about the registration, the need to pay a registration. And in the end, people ended up paying thousands of dollars for a license that they didn't need um, and that it was it, it, the money went to a scammer. Well, you know, at Call for Action, we're even targeted, even though maybe the scammers are equal opportunity scammers. They'll send out uh, letters and emails to anyone. We just got a, a letter recently from the Patent and Trademark Office. But guess what? When you investigate, it's really not the Patent and Trademark Office. So I'm going to send this. I want to send it to the to you all because I think it's an outright scam. Um, and they're trying to get us to pay for our trademark registration, which isn't even due right now. We're about halfway through the registration period. So it's that kind of thing that it's so confusing to consumers. Have you seen the, the patent uh, and trademark office scam? That's right. At the FTC, we have seen that case, and we have stopped some scams related to that. I mean, businesses have received letters, just like the one that you described, where, you know, it claims to be from the U.S. Patent and Trademark Office, and it warns people that they're going to lose their trademarks if they don't pay, or they say that they owe money for an additional registration services. Um, The best thing is to check before 
you pay anything like that. Verify with the U.S. Patent and Trademark Office what the status of your trademark, your copyright um, application, and it's best to deal with them directly. Find a number that you know is a real. If you look in Google, just make sure that you are uh, that you are accessing the true the real US Patent and Trademark Office and you can probably tell by the ending that the the URL will say .gov um, and then call the number that you know that is really the US Patent and Trademark Office and ask if this if this communication is legitimate. Yeah, because there's two things that can happen here. You can actually lose your trademark because this company is pretending to be something they aren't and they may or may not provide a service to actually register your trademark. So you can't be certain unless you're dealing with the office itself that you're actually going to be able to extend your trademark. And that is a very significant thing for businesses. So it's it's really important. Um, this one here, we just got it. And it says, your trademark registration will expire if it's not renewed on time. Well, of course, they don't even know when it's due. But they figure that in, everybody's got a trademark somewhere for their name. And um, they want two, almost $2,000 for us to do that. And I don't believe that that's the amount that we normally have to pay. That's so, right. They, they use intimidation. You know what? Let me, like uh, yeah, let me just take a brief pause here, Rosario, to let our listeners know that they're tuned in to Of Consuming Interest. I'm Shirley Rooker. My guest is Rosario Mendez. She is an attorney with the Federal Trade Commission, and we're talking about their initiative to educate small businesses on fraud. Small businesses are consumers, too. And this uh, initiative is to be applauded, Rosario, because... For a long time, small businesses were neglected in terms of consumer education on frauds. And we know that they can frauds can have a big impact on a small business bottom line. And so anyway, please, I'm sorry that I had to interrupt you for the break. You were you were talking about uh, they're using the scare you technique again. That was much like what we saw in, in the uh, the one that you all brought suit against this company. That's right. Scammers use intimidation and fear to make you believe that something terrible is going to happen if you don't pay immediately, and that is a common technique. They they know what they're doing because usually they know something about your business. They may know you know where you are located. They may know um, you know that you have things like, you know, maybe a trademark or, you know, that you order supplies for your business. And so they make it sound very real. And those are the kind of things that they do to make you believe that you have to act immediately. Okay, let's run through some of the other common scams that you all have dealt with. And some of the the um, the biggest ones, and this particularly targets um, new businesses, are fake invoices for services that you didn't need or didn't use. And also one of the ones that we've seen that have targeted small businesses are the uh, listings and advertising scams, which tells you that we're going to reach out to your community or we're going to help you reach uh, consumers for your business. Um, I'm probably running those together, but for your, in your mind, and when you, when the Federal Trade Commission gets these complaints, what is the biggest area? Are fake invoices one of the biggest areas? 
all of them are, you know, are pretty bad scams. <laughs> uh, but we do get, and, and that, is, that brings a good point. I mean, we do get complaints from people um, when they get things like the letter that you were describing or when they get a call from someone that they believe it was a scam. And that is a really important thing for us to know because that's how we know that there's something out there that we should investigate. So it's really important for people to complain about these scams when they see when they see one at ftc.gov slash complaint. It's very sure. easy to do online. And I'll tell you, the office supply scams is one that is very common that we see very often. And the director listing as well is, is one of the ones that we have the most cases on um, affecting small, small businesses. In the office supply scams, basically, um, it, you know, scammers know that businesses pay for things like cleaning services and office supplies, right? So they may just send a box of cleaning supplies. In one of our cases, that's exactly what happened. They just sent boxes of cleaning supplies, and then some employee that thought, oh, somebody so-and-so probably ordered this this cleaning supplies, let me just pay it. They paid, They went ahead and paid the invoice, and it turned out that no one had ordered those cleaning supplies, and they didn't even need them. And so that's why we say it's very important when you get an invoice like that um, to make sure that you know that the, or the, the merchandise was actually being ordered um, because we do see the fake, um, the fake invoices in the office supply scam. Often. And, you know, it's, it's more than just the fact that you didn't order these. We found in our experience in complaints from small businesses, because we do work on small business problems, and we'll have to compare information with you all. Um, we do work on small business complaints, so our volunteers take those complaints very seriously. One of the things that we found and we've heard from small businesses is that these materials may turn out to damage your printer or they they may be fake materials they may be second rate they may be knockoffs you really can't you oftentimes it's not safe to use the things that are sent to you unordered so that has to be a part of the alert uh, from our standpoint because of because of what businesses can experience from these products so. That's right. You have no idea what you're getting no. because you didn't even order them. And these people can be sending you anything that, like as you say, is a fake product itself. Oh, yeah. And well, we've already established they're crooks. So. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but to tell you, Shirley, in one of our cases, for example, you know, we they, people ended up paying more than $50 million in a scam that involved unordered light bulbs and cleaning supplies. Oh, yes. I mean, that is substantial money. Um, for small businesses out there to be losing to scams like this. So the impact is real. You know, we heard from one church that was being nagged by this company that kept sending them light bulbs that they didn't order. And then the company threats and sue them. They threaten all kinds of action. This poor church, I mean, we got it straightened out for them, but... Can you imagine the bottom line impact on a church? It was a small church, and they were absolutely inundated with these light bulbs. They didn't need them. They didn't even fit the light fixtures in the church. So these unordered office supply scams are just, you know, they're so easy for these people to do because they intimidate you into paying for them. Uh, the other thing that we found, and, and I'm sure this is your experience, too, that these fake listings, fake yellow pages, fake white pages, fake uh, online directories. These are a big loss of income as well. We've heard a number of complaints. 
even from small companies like a, a dry cleaner that approached us and said, you know, I was approached by this person. They came to my business. They told me they were producing a directory for our community that would reach our citizens, the residents of this area. Turned out they didn't even distribute it, and he paid like $1,000 to get in this listing. Do you hear that kind of problem, too? Yes, the directory listing scam is a very prominent, um, especially in small, especially in very small businesses, um, and that are trying, you know, to get promoted, to promotion, to get some marketing, you know, for very maybe low cost because they're just starting out or they're just very small, and that's what they can afford. And so these scammers do take advantage of those things. They call and they say that you know they can list your business in some directory, maybe a local directory in your community. Community. I mean, we have seen them go very, very local, like just a kind of like a very, you know, in the newspaper in your little county, you know, for example. Mm -hmm. um, and they say that these are listings also that you know, like the Yellow Pages, for example, they use that name a lot because they know that people know the Yellow Pages. Yeah, let's just, like let's just take, there. we have to take a break here, Rosaria. We're going to come right back and talk about the Yellow Page scams because that's... It's old hat and new school, the way they do it now. Um, just to let you know, you're listening to Of Consuming Interest. I'm Shirley Rooker. My guest is Rosario Mendez. She is an attorney with the Federal Trade Commission. We're talking about their new project on identifying and helping small businesses avoid getting ripped off because they are a big target of the scammers these days. And we were talking, I'm sorry, Rosario, I had to interrupt you. We were talking about the fake uh, directory scam and how that, you know, you think you're expanding your business, but in fact, all you're doing is giving your money to crooks. That's right. They would call you and they say that they're going to list your business in some directory. They tell you it's free or they tell you it's at renewal. For example, they say, oh, well, just renewing your, your previous listing. And before you know it, a bill arrives and it tells you you have to pay now. Mm -hmm. You have no idea if you really were listed on any in, in a directory. You have no idea where this bill comes from. So that's why we say make sure that you check your invoices first, uh, first and that the service was actually rendered because we do see that directory listing scam happen often. You know, it's amazing. These are, these are not very sophisticated scams, but they're very effective because they're reaching out to small businesses to, for services that they really do need. I mean, you need to promote your business but you got to do it the right way so anyway now some of the other things i know we've talked about the government agencies one of the things that i think that we're going to save and talk into when we talk about cybersecurity, and that is social engineering phishing and ransomware because that all affects us in terms of technology and the things that happen so let's talk about some of the more common ones about the online reviews now while that's using technology that is something saying we can get your your ratings changed we can give you better ratings on the internet tell us how that works that's right. As you were saying before, you know, a lot of these scams are kind of the same thing, but just with a different twist. I mean, scammers do, you know, change based on what's happening um, day to day. And they know that a lot of businesses now have 
presence on the Internet and especially on social media, and that a lot of consumers would rely on the reviews. And so what they do is that they make you think that they are able to change bad online reviews about your business if there's something bad, um, and that they can change, you know, your online presence to a positive way, but in reality, um, they cannot do that. In reality, it's, it's all a scam, and they're just taking your money. Um, another thing is that they ask for what they do a lot of times is that they post fake reviews. That's the way that they would increase your mm-hmm. ratings or your positive, you know, presence online. And posting fake reviews is illegal. So um, FTC guidelines say that endorsements, including the reviews, must reflect honest opinions of ex- experiences and experiences of the endorser. So if you as a business owner are, you know, having fake reviews posted on your website or on your social media, that is very problematic. And if you're hiring someone to do that, that could be problematic as well. And you may be unaware that that's what's happening, but that's why you need to make sure that whoever you hire um, to help you with your online presses, it's someone that is reputable. Yes. I mean, that is so critical. Because it's going to boomerang. Um, and, and yeah, <laughs> I don't know. It's so easy, though, to, to believe these people when they contact you. I know one of the things that we haven't talked about are fake checks. One of the scams that we see are restaurants and other businesses that provide services and, and things like that is the company will call. They'll call you up and tell you that they're going to have a party at your restaurant and they rip off businesses that way. They get your, they get, they send you fake credit card information, and then they, I don't know how they manage to do it, but we've had restaurants complain to us about bookings that are are not legitimate, and it costs businesses money because they'll reserve the restaurant for a party, and it never happens. So there's all kinds of strange things going on in this this world these days. Or they may use a fake credit card and then call you back and tell you they want their credit back. It's just crazy what what some of the things that are happening. So in in winding up, what are some of the if there are three if there's three things that you would tell small businesses, uh, we only have a couple of minutes. The first thing that I would tell small businesses is to make sure that they talk to their staff, that they are aware that these scams are happening and that they explain, you know, how it happens and they could share the information that we just talked about. They can go to ftc.gov slash small business and download our publication, Scams and Your Small Business. And in there, they can, they can find details on how these scams happen and what they can do to protect themselves. So it's very important to train your employees and talk to them about it. Um, it's important also to verify your invoices and your payments. It, it would be a good idea to have some procedures in place for approving um, the invoices and make sure that all the employees know about them. And then lastly, be technology savvy. This is um, this month of October is Cybersecurity Awareness Month, and so there are a lot of resources, a lot of people that are putting good resources out there um, on online safety, and it would be a great idea to review with your employees and and with your family too because it affects all of us um, some good practices for online safety safety I think you're so right and an education of your employees is one of the 
best places to start and one of the most critical because they're the front line for you. The people that answer the phone particularly or take the emails and respond to emails. And they've also got to learn not to respond to phishing emails, which are horrendous. But And they're all over the place. But at any rate, this is a great project, Rosario. I'm so glad you are doing it. I'm hoping that we'll find a way to, to work with you to help um, protect our small businesses, which are so crucial to our economy. I mean, some people call them the backbone of our economy. So we want to take care of them. We want to make sure that they're getting the right information. Would you give us the website address, please, again? Sure. It's ftc.gov slash business. And that's great information you have there. And, and your cybersecurity thing is going to be launched later. We're going to talk about that as well, Rosario. So we'd like to have you back to, to do that. Thank you so much for taking time out of what I know is a busy schedule at the Federal Trade Commission. Our guest has been Rosario Mendez. She is an attorney. She's specifically an attorney with the um, Division of Consumer and Business Education. And they're, this project they're undertaking, you can find it at the FTC website site, I really do recommend that you take a look at it. If you're a small business owner or a family member is a small business owner, visit the website and also complain. Complain to call for action. Complain to the FTC if your business has been ripped off. I'm Shirley Rooker. We'd like to thank you for joining us today. You've been listening to Of Consuming Interest right here on Federal News Radio 1500 AM. You can reach me, Shirley, at callforaction.org. That's Shirley at callforaction.org. Thank you for joining us. Of Consuming Interest is a public service program presented by WJLA 7 Call for Action, hosted by Shirley Rooker. Call for Action is an international nonprofit network of hotlines which offer free and confidential assistance. If you have a complaint, contact Call for Action at 301-652-HELP. That's 301-652-HELP. To be your best every day, you need proven quality sleep every night. Science proves your best sleep is vital to your mental, emotional, and physical health. And that's where the Sleep Number Bed comes in. And let me tell you, ever since I've had it, my Sleep IQ score is just going higher and higher. And did you know 8 out of 10 couples say that one of them sleeps too hot or too cold? Science tells us regulating your sleep temperature leads to higher quality sleep. For many couples, temperature struggles are a real challenge. So here are some tips to help you both sleep just right. Look for beds designed with temperature benefits such as the new Sleep Number Climate 360 Smart Bed that actively warms and cools each side so you both sleep blissfully comfortable. And now save 40% on the Sleep Number 360 Special Edition Smart Bed. Plus, special financing for a limited time. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com slash podcast one. Sleep Number, the official sleep and wellness partner of the National Football League. Subject to credit approval, minimum monthly payments required. See sleepnumber.com for details.